What's cracking, pimps? What is going on? And welcome to episode 29 of the Mac Daddy Seminar. As always, I am your host, Taylor Dunn. And I know it's been a minute since I've posted an episode, and I apologize. However, it be like that sometimes. Look, I just haven't felt like recording an episode, and that's just how it is. You know, I uh, I try to keep to a weekly, you know, regimen where I always record an episode at the end of the weekend and talk about things that I did over the past week. But last weekend, uh, something came up. I can't even remember what it was, but something came up, and I wasn't able to record an episode. And then the week uh, just got super, super busy. Um, I've pretty much been at a comedy show uh, every day last week. The uh, Monday night, I was at the Madhouse Comedy Club here in uh, San Diego. And uh, they're doing the, the ninth annual Funniest Person in San Diego competition which I am happy to announce that I will be participating in on February 24th. So uh, probably the day that the next one of these podcasts airs, I may actually wait till after the contest to uh, post an episode. But um, yeah, I'll be partaking in that. Um and I went to it just to watch and see, you know, kind of how the show was structured and, like, you know, different things to look out for. And it was, uh, it was pretty good. I, you know, I can't lie. It was, uh, the show was good. Everybody performed really, really well. And, uh, all around the show was good. You know, I enjoyed myself. I couldn't watch all of the comics because I ride the ferry, uh, to get to the downtown area from the islands that I live on. And, uh, yeah, it's just, um, I don't know. It's, uh, it's cool riding the ferry because, uh, it's only five bucks, uh, per trip. So a round trip only costs me 10 bucks and I don't do it all the time. Only when I'm going to the comedy clubs, in downtown San Diego because it's a lot cheaper than parking somewhere. And you're probably going to have to walk your ass off halfway across town depending on where you find a parking spot. So it's better just to leave your car at the ferry landing and, you know, walk or ride the ferry across. And I got on the ferry before I went to the show and there's a group of people who had obviously had way too much to drink. I'm I'm thinking they were just tourists. And they just kept talking to me and asking me questions. And I'm, you know, I try to be a nice person. But at the end of the day, sometimes, you know, I'm just not in the mood to talk to everyone. 
well, they're talking to me and like asking me what I do for a living. And I'm giving them like little short answers, you know, trying to give them the hint like, hey, I'm I'm just not really in the mood to talk. I'm just trying to ride this boat across this water and, you know, go see a comedy show. And they offered me a cookie, a weed cookie, which because of my current profession, I'm not allowed to partake in. Nobody says like, hey, do you want a piece of this cookie if it's a regular cookie? Nobody's out here walking around. If I had a birthday cake walking around and I was offering out people pieces of it, most people would think, oh, this probably has some type of drugs in it. So I was like, no, nah, I'm good, you know. And uh, I got over there to the comedy show and uh, a thing about walking around in downtown, this is going to come in later in the podcast, but a uh, thing about walking around the downtown area of San Diego, or really any uh, downtown area, is uh, there's a lot of homeless people. And you kind of got to be on the alert. Not saying that I feel like I'm going to be attacked every night when I go out. But, you know, you can never be too sure. Because I've seen some pretty crazy shit. You know, somebody who's walking around in downtown with their entire ass hanging out of their pants obviously isn't in the right frame of, of mind. You know, or, you know, shitting in the street. You know, you got to think, okay, well, that person probably would hit me if they had the opportunity. So, you just, I always just stay pretty vigilant. But anyways, um, so I get to the uh, comedy show and I sit right up in the front and uh, everybody was pretty good. Everybody did a really good job and, you know, they definitely put things in perspective because, you know, I've been to some shows and everybody was just decent and then I've been to others where you know, everybody was really good, and this just happened to be one where everybody was really good, but, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, that's gonna be next Monday at the, uh, Madhouse Comedy Club, I'll be doing a seven-minute set, and hopefully I will get past to the next round of the competition. Uh, the following night, Tuesday, I went to another comedy club, and I'm not going to name this one just out of good taste, because I'm sure I have somebody from the uh, the comedy circuit here in San Diego who may listen to this from time to time, and I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings or offend anyone or, you know, burn any bridges. So I went to a comedy show where... You know, you, you can't call for a spot there. It's an open mic, but it is, you just show up and you put your name in a bucket. And then they pull names out of that bucket. Okay, cool. Seems fair, right? Well, I've been to this show four times and have put my name in the bucket for three of them. And I've yet to be called. Now, I know there's not that many people signing up for these open mics. You know, I know a lot of those people on the list. I mean, there's just, they only are doing three-minute sets, and the show is two and a half hours long. So, 
You know, what's really going on is my question. And also, when you see two comics that are pretty known around the circuit who come in an hour and a half after the show started because they were at another show that they got booked on, you know they didn't put their names in the bucket and they just get to cut in front of everybody and go. And they and that would be one thing if they didn't pretend like they just pulled their name out of the bucket. But that's what they did. They pulled the name out and I'm like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. So uh, I think I, I think I'm gonna it's gonna be a while before I go back there. It's and it's not anything personal. I think it's a beautiful club. You know, I think a lot of the comics there that get up are good and they draw in a lot of big name acts. I'm not saying anything negative. I'm just saying, you know, I feel like I'm wasting my time when I go down there. You know, I could go to another comedy club that I know I will at least get on stage, maybe for not big of an audience, but it's stage time. So, uh, the night after that, um, is when, you know, something really good happened. Uh, I got to perform at the comedy store here in La Jolla, which is in San Diego. There are only two comedy stores in the world. There's one in L.A., and there's one in San Diego, here in La Jolla. And the way this one works is you basically have to call between 12 and 4 on Wednesdays. And at 4 o'clock, they do a live drawing on Facebook, pull names out, and if you're picked, they let everybody know your name makes the list, and you get to do open mic. 100% free show, unless you are not a comic in which you have to buy a drink. Okay? Cool. So, me and a buddy went up there, and we're on the way up there, and I'm checking the the feed, and it says, you know, hey, I got picked. I'm like, cool. When do I got to go? Oh, you get to go first. Now, for those of you who don't do stand-up or are thinking about trying it, being the first spot is a good thing and a bad thing. A lot of people think it's really not a good spot to be in. But the thing that I like about going first is you don't have to worry about the person in front of you talking about a similar subject. So when there's multiple comics on a show, if the person, let's say I have a joke about ice cream that's two minutes long, and the person before me has a joke about ice cream, everybody behind me is going to think like, oh, he's just, you know, riding his wave or, you know, something like that. But, so I don't, I don't mind going first, but the negative thing about going first is there's no energy in the room yet. Nobody's laughed at anything. Everybody just got in. Some people are still up using the bathroom and stuff like that. So, you know, all of a sudden they're like, all right, we're going to kick off our open mic. Come to the stage first. We have Taylor Dunn. And then I get up there and I start going through my set. And uh, it was a lot different than uh, performing at uh, some of the other clubs around town. It's just, you know, I mean, it's the comedy store. So, 
you know, I was very, very nervous and I kind of rushed through my set. I want to say that I bombed. My buddy that went with me said that I didn't. He was like, no, it was good. But I didn't feel the, uh, the energy of something that was a, not a bomb. And that happens sometimes, you know, it's not discouraging, but, uh, you know, I'll be more prepared the next time I go up there. And then Thursday night, well, oh, and let me finish talking about the La Jolla Comedy Store. Um, and what was so good about it, like, so I did my set, and then the rest of the open micers got up, and then afterwards, they did the Best of San Diego show. And that is ultimately my goal, is to get on that show before I leave San Diego. That's the best comics in town, and, uh, you know, it's a great show. You get to do eight minutes. You know, it's a good little spot, so... You know, there's definitely a lot of good things that come with being on that show. But, uh... And me and my buddy, we also went to the Lamborghini dealership, which was really cool because uh it not only was it a Lamborghini dealership but it was a um Bentley dealership, a Bugatti dealership and a Rolls-Royce dealership. It was just a luxury car dealership. We're in there looking at all these cars and they're 4 or 500,000. I mean, we were scared to touch anything while we were in there. And it was really really cool. I posted pictures of it on my Instagram. But uh, Thursday night, this is where the week kind of took a turn, I guess. Because, you know, I was up on cloud nine, like, yeah, I performed at the comedy store. This is great, you know. I got to go to the Lamborghini dealership. You know, this is awesome. And then uh, Thursday night, which I've had a four-day weekend. I've been off for the past four days. So I went to work on Thursday, and then when I got off and went home, I was like, yeah, okay, we're starting a four-day weekend. So come home, eat dinner. I'm sitting there playing the PlayStation. My wife is asleep on the couch. And my daughter is upstairs watching YouTube. And she has, you know, really gotten into watching things on YouTube. We just put on, like, educational videos for her. You know, educational or, you know, something kid-friendly. But, you know, I'm, I'm worried because I see stuff online that, you know talks about, you know, kids are sitting here watching Peppa Pig and all of a sudden it shows some demonic, scary image that scares the kids. And, uh, you know, so that kind of worries me. But I've monitored most of it and, you know, watched it just to check and make sure. And I haven't seen anything like that yet. Well... I'm sitting downstairs playing the PlayStation, and I hear her start crying. And I'm like, Lily, what's wrong? Well, then she starts screaming. So I'm thinking, okay, she got hurt. So I start to go upstairs to check on her, and she really starts screaming, like panicking. Like she is scared, scared screaming. So this makes me freak out. 
and I run up to the top of the stairs screaming out her name because I don't know what is about to happen. I don't know what I'm about to see when I walk into her room. I mean, it sounded like somebody was standing in her room. I mean, it freaked me out bad. I didn't, like, so many things went through my head of what it could have been. You know, I'm thinking, you know, what if something has popped up on her TV and is scaring her half to death? Or, you know, I mean, the way she was screaming, it literally made me think, okay, there's a man standing in my daughter's room. Or, you know, what if something... You know, she sees something, and as soon as I get in her room, she's just pointing in the corner and nothing's there. You know, what do I do then? All of these thoughts are going through my head. And I get into her room, and she's sitting on her toy box, which she likes to use as a little chair uh, to sit and watch TV. And she's beat red in the face. Her face is just covered in tears, and she's, like, gasping for breath, screaming. And I look at her TV, and it's a video of a spider molting. Now, I know my daughter is afraid of spiders and bugs. She doesn't like spiders and bugs, just like her daddy. I'm very afraid of insects. I have been my entire life. It's not as bad as when it was when I was a kid, but I would prefer a cockroach not to land near me. Well, I cut the video off and trying to get her to calm down, and she's so freaked out about it. I mean, it took us 30 minutes to get her to calm down. She wouldn't even, you know, walk into the bathroom by herself afterwards. She kept talking about, there are spiders in there. I mean, freaking out, freaking out. And it scared me so bad, you know, I had trouble sleeping that night. So... Next day was Friday. I can't remember what happened Friday. I don't think anything really happened Friday. We didn't do a whole lot. I think we just kind of hung out. Well, then, and Saturday, Saturday we went and ate dinner with some friends, and I, I told them all about it. And I still felt very tense after the entire situation. Well... When I fast forward to Sunday, which was yesterday, you know, we decided just to have a family day. Oh, for God, I can't believe I forgot this. We've, I've just been moving, 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 moving. Friday, after the whole incident with her screaming about the spider, we went to the Children's Museum in San Diego. And we went to, uh, and it was cool. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot that could be said about it. It was just very, very crowded. And uh, yeah, so anyways, back to what I was talking about. So Sunday, we decide to have a family day and we go thrift shopping and whatnot around San Diego and uh, we decide, you know, that we're going to go see a movie because the new Sonic movie is out and it's got Jim Carrey in it and I'm a huge fan of Jim Carrey. I have been my entire life and I just figured, okay, here's a good opportunity that we could all go see a movie. 
So we went to go see the new Sonic movie, and I have to say it was it was really, really good. I was very surprised. I didn't think it would be as good as it was, especially after all the controversy and stuff from people, you know, saying how, oh, Sonic doesn't really look like this and whatever. But the movie ended up being really, really good. It was cute. It was funny. And uh, my daughter loved it. So, but what happened after that, um, we decided to, uh, we decided just to go buy a local grocery store because they have, you know, like fried chicken and like a deli where you can just get some to go and then you can just get some sides to make and you can bring them home and, you know, cook them. So we go in the store, it's about 8 o'clock or so, and we grab our stuff, and we're coming back to the parking lot. Well, I'm putting my daughter in her car seat, and I'm thinking while I'm putting my daughter in the car seat, you know, like, hey, this is a really vulnerable position to be in. Like, here I am putting my kid in the car. Somebody could run up behind me, and I would never even see him coming. Well... When I leaned up and looked towards the front of my car, there's a man standing there looking into my car. And it scared the shit out of me because I wasn't expecting anybody to be standing there. So I screamed at him. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And he just says, what the fuck are you doing? He said, I'm waiting to get in my car. And then it dawned on me. I'm like, oh, okay. Because all I saw when I first looked up was a man standing there holding a bucket. I thought he was a homeless guy, like, coming up and asking us for money. And I do not like people getting that close to us while we're in our car. It makes me very uncomfortable. Especially when I'm with my family. If it's just me, it's a whole different ball game. But when my family is there, it makes me ten times more nervous. So when I look up and I see the guy, it scares me. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And he's just like, I'm waiting to get in my car. And then I realize, like, oh, okay. I just cussed at an old man. The bucket he was holding in his hand was ice cream. And uh, I was just like, hey, you know, I, I, I was really embarrassed. I was like, I'm so sorry. And he was, he was still mad. Like, I was like, I'm really, really sorry. He's like, I've been waiting here for five fucking minutes. And I'm like, I'm sorry. You know, I, I really apologize. You snuck up on me. He's like, I didn't sneak up on you. And I was like, I, I'm sorry. You know, and I just got in the car and, you know, he was parked right next to us, and I rolled the window down, and I just looked at him, and I said, I'm sorry. You know, and he kind of just shook his head like, okay. But, you know, I think he, I, I want to, I hope that he would understand. You know, I mean, ever since that thing happened with that spider on my daughter's TV screen, her screaming like that, it's kind of had me on edge all weekend. You know, I mean... I've been kind of anxious, irritable, just all around, just kind of stressed out. 
So I think this week, I think it'd be best if I just, you know, kind of took a breather because I have, you know, rehearsal for the Coronado Talent Show on Thursday night, and then I have the actual show on Saturday, and then I have the Funniest Person in San Diego on Monday. So I think this week, I think I'm just going to go to work, and then I'm going to come back and rest. Just rest, relax, watch some TV, you know, just get back into the norm. Because I've, I've, to be honest with you, I've had a little bit of trouble, you know, I don't know what it is. I just feel anxious. I don't feel like writing. And uh, it's just not good for me as a comic, you know, and it's not good for my family either. Like my wife realizes like when I'm in a good mood, I'm productive and I'm, you know, putting out material and you know wanting to do podcasts and thinking of things and doing this and doing that and when I'm you know irritable and tired and just not feeling it I'm just you know a drag to be around I even know it you know so and I mean really there's an open mic tonight and one tomorrow so in the comedy store, which I'm not going to go back this week because I don't really have any new material. But the, uh, you know, I'm just I'm just going to take a little rest and, you know, rehearse and just do the best I can this week, you know, and hopefully it will, uh, be something I can write a joke about in the future. As soon as it happened, I was super embarrassed, but I was like, I could probably write a good joke about this. And, uh, you know, cause, I mean, because realistically, I mean, the guy was just out getting some ice cream. He was an old white man, you know, who had just gone out on a Sunday evening to get some ice cream and he gets screamed at by me just for being too close to him. So, I feel bad. I I felt bad about it for all day since it happened. But, you know, my wife was reassuring. She was like, you know, hey, I mean, stuff like that happens. You know, I'm sure he understands, you know. I'm just tired, man. I've just been moving, doing stand-up, going to work. I just don't really feel like I've had time just to chill. You know, I have been playing the PlayStation with my buddy. We've been robbing that casino in Grand Theft Auto nonstop for the past couple of days. But even then, that kind of feels kind of tasking because we have all this different stuff we have to do just to rob it. And, oh, we got to rob it one more time so we can afford this. We got to rob it one more time so we can afford that. You know, so it gets a little aggravating at times. But, you know, just kind of is what it is. But yeah, man, um, I think that pretty much wraps this episode up. Hopefully you guys enjoyed listening to it. Um, you know, I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of beat. I'm just tired, like physically and emotionally. <laughs> I've just, I've just been working and doing stand up and you know, trying to balance doing stuff with my family and it sometimes it gets 
pretty challenging. And, uh, you know, I'm sure, you know, I'll get better in the future, but for right now, it's just, it's tough doing these shows and going out to perform and, you know, spending the time and effort to go get on stage somewhere and, you know, it's just not happening, so... But, you know, hey, it is what it is. Um, but, uh, so yeah, I think that pretty much wraps this episode up. Uh, I appreciate you guys listening. If you want to come see my comedy and you're in the San Diego area, I will be at the Coronado Performing Arts Theater here on the island on February 22nd. I will be in the Coronado Talent Show. It'll be a clean set. It's a short set, but your kids will be able to come watch, and there's also a lot of other acts and things that they can see. It's a family-friendly show. should be a lot of fun. And I will also be at Madhouse Comedy Club here in San Diego on the 24th, competing in the Funniest Person in San Diego contest. Please come out, show some support. I'm sure I will need it. So once again, I appreciate you guys listening, and I will see you guys next week.